0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, many Americans are looking at the Olympics as this uh, fairy tale gone wrong uh, after two of the sport's biggest athletes fell short of their nation's expectations. We've been talking about it throughout the day today. Naomi Osaka, who. Uh, began the games, lit the torch uh, on behalf of the Japanese people. Uh, will go home not just without a medal, but without winning even a set of tennis. Uh, she was bounced in her opening round match in straight sets, and uh, that was a, uh, a, a rough defeat, I think, for her and for the uh, Japanese people. Team USA, of course, uh, came in second in the women's gymnastics team after Simone Biles withdrew. And so after all the the great things, if you take just these two athletes, and there's countless others that we could rack up in this conversation, it is so easy for us to say, oh, what a disaster. How awful. How terrible. And the reality is it's not. Uh, I think we're looking at a lot of these things the wrong way. And and I am not one who believes in everybody gets a trophy, everybody gets a medal. Uh, I believe you do go and you compete. And... The winner's the winner, and we should celebrate that. But it doesn't mean that everything else gets negated, including the process it took to get there. Uh, again, we're so caught up on this happily ever after storybook ending. Uh, Hollywood, I think, has overconditioned us to believe uh, that every movie, every romance, every life uh, gets portrayed as this happily ever after. And I think we got to change the narrative. It's not about happily ever after. It's just about happily. Uh, We have been so conditioned to believe that the culmination of a good story or a good saga is found only in those final six words. And they lived happily ever after. And a lot of people believe that the final words, the final sentence is what the story is all about. But think about that for a second. If that were true, if the happily ever after is all that matters, then our race to get to that happily ever after finish, uh, we miss the essence of the story. Uh, take a good novel; there are thousands and thousands of words before you get to happily ever after, and they matter every bit, bit as much. In a movie, you got a hundred and twenty minutes of live action and drama and then 10 seconds of Happily Ever After fade to black, cue the music, and roll the credits. Uh, Come to think of it, I I don't recall a book or a movie that really shows what that Happily Ever After actually looks like in the end. Think about that for a second. Uh, Likely because you can't capture it, what happens after that. And so my question to everyone today, especially in light of what's been taking place at the Olympics today, could it possibly be That the other 99.9% of the story, the part that comes before the happily ever after, is actually what matters most. For me, that 99.9% that comes before the happily ever after, all the obstacles, the setback, the tension, the uncertainty, the heartache, the success, the failure, all the lessons learned, weaknesses exposed, character flaws fixed, all of that is what matters because when you think about it again it's all the things that happen along the way it's all the interaction it's all the highs and lows that matter and we should also remember that it's the 99.9 percent of the story that is the reason there ever can be a happily ever after placeholder in there i actually think the happily ever after is just a, a placeholder I think it's a place for parents to catch their breath or to tell their kids uh, the story's over for the night and they need to go to sleep. So let's apply this out just a little bit as it relates to Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka and others who, who did some really hard things. They chose to be an Olympian. That's a pretty tough gig. A lot of good perks. A lot of hard days. Uh, if you've watched any of the training, uh, getting up at four in the morning in uh, Minnesota <laughs> for a training session in the pool, uh, that's not my idea of a great morning. But they go through all of that. And when you look at Simone Biles, you could say, well, you know, she could have had happily ever after if she would just left after the games in Brazil. But she didn't. She chose to come back. Uh, She'd already been declared the greatest of all time, but she came back and then she went one year more. And I'm telling you, those who are winning medals at this Olympics were not those who just kind of hung around thinking, well, maybe I'll stick with it for another year and waited to see if the Olympics would even happen. The people who are winning are those who won the weight, who kept training at the highest possible level even in the midst of the pandemic, especially in the midst of the pandemic, and all the way through an extra year of preparation and keeping in that top Olympic condition mentally and physically. And so don't think for a second that because Simone Biles is not uh, on the gold medal stand today, that there is no value in what she did over the last five years. Uh, we talked about it earlier with uh, Maria, and also this morning with Amanda. That because Simone Biles went through and continued to push through, uh, there are thousands, there are thousands of young girls who had been sexually abused who suddenly found a voice and a role model and a path to follow. So let's go to Simone Biles for just a moment. Uh, she was asked after the uh, her withdrawal. Um, how she's feeling physically and emotionally after the team final is over. Here's what she said.
0: Where would you Where would you put yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of how you're feeling physically and emotionally? Um, physically, I feel good. I'm in shape. Um, emotionally, that kind of varies on the time and the moment. You know, uh, coming here to the Olympics and being the head star of the Olympics is not an easy feat. So we're just trying to take it one day at a time, and we'll see. Uh
1: Hoda asked uh, Simone uh, in continuing that conversation uh, what she told her teammates when she announced uh, in the competition that she was dropping out.
0: Simone, what did you tell everybody, your teammates? Because I know they were shocked when, when yeah, this happened. Yeah, they, they were, were freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> they were like crying, and I was like, really you guys crying. need to relax. You're going to be fine without me. Go out there, you kick some butt, just like you've done in training, and just lay it out on the floor and see what happens. You kind of became a coach. I, I did. did. I kind of like that uh, a little bit more. I think I'm going to stay back now. Uh,
1: so that's, a, that's a, an interesting moment that uh, even the other – Uh, Teammates, there were all still kind of laughing and saying, Yeah, you know, she told us to go out there and just do what we've been doing. Uh, And that's a good thing. And that's a good message and a good lesson. And uh, both Simone Biles and uh, Naomi Osaka talked about putting mental health first. Here's what Simone Biles said today
0: I say um, put mental health first because. If you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not going to succeed as much as you want to. So it's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are rather than just battle through it.
1: And then finally, uh, a little bit of a conversation uh, with some of the response after uh, in terms of uh, how the night played out. Uh, Of course, the U.S. took the silver medal. And uh, here's what she said. First, just tell me you're okay.
0: Yes, I'm okay. Just super frustrated how the night played out, but super proud of these girls that stepped up and did what they needed to do, and now we're um, Olympic silver medalists, so it's something that they'll cherish forever. Yellow shining stars, <laughs> I have to tell you, you stepped up. We hope America still loves us. <laughs> can, I, can I assure you of something? America loves you more.
1: America should love them more. Uh, because they came together in the middle of adversity, uh, did their best, and did in- extraordinarily well on the world stage. And so I don't care what your venue is, whether that's being a parent, uh, being a friend, being an employee, being an entrepreneur, a business owner, owner, a member of your community or faith group, uh, don't get lost on having to have achieved everything. It's not about happily ever after. It's just about happily. There's a lot to it. Much more to come in hour number two of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cawley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold.